Check, 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 check. <coughs> Hi. It's the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, through the internet, it's Catherine Cogart. Hi. Hi. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I'm uh, better and better every day. How does it work? Is it stepwise? Is it like at midnight you get a little better? Or is it more uh, like, is it... Uh, it's a random function. But always better. But always better. That's interesting. So it's it can only return a positive number and it cycles every second? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Good. Good yep. to know. Please plot this graph included in the show's notes. This yeah. week, we'll be talking about police horses. Those stallions of security, the liposoners of the law, the helpfulest horses around police horses. Tell me Are about police horses. horses. I think. I mean. I believe this is the very question we will be discussing on this episode today. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry, Bill O'Reilly. All right. Well. Uh, that was uncalled you, you, for. You you have the floor. Well. <sighs> Opening statements, please. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about them because okay, you you told me before we started the show that mm-hmm. you very rarely see police horses out and around San Francisco. Yeah. And I see them uh, on a, I, I want to say bi-weekly again, but we had a whole conversation about how it isn't bi-weekly. It is semi-weekly. I see them on a semi-weekly basis. I think it's semi It might be bi-weekly. I'm pretty sure it's semi, though. <laughs> how are so we still twice having a week? this conversation? Well, we just never, it's because it's an unsolvable problem. It's, ah! it's, uh. it's completely <laughs> intractable. Um, twice a week, you say? At least. So, yeah, you you see at least eight hooves a week, which is more than I can say. Well, okay, so walking home, I saw three horses. And then what? I heard a neighing outside of my office earlier that day. Well, that could have been anything. <laughs> uh, I suppose you're right. Um, well, that does seem very, uh, yeah, it seems like a lot. And so your question is why? Why so many, very, very many police horses? Yeah, and here's here's the core of my question. What what makes them effective uh, effective police tools uh, versus like a motorcycle or a bike? One, they're cooler. Um, but beyond that, I mean, what, what was the last time you were like up close to one to a horse? Uh, to a horse? Yeah. Well, today. You were close enough to like get a good look at it, admire oh, its, yeah. its equine physique. Oh yeah. Well, good. Are, they're like totally busted, Catherine. Like they got muscles for days all through <laughs> That's them. That's true. They have no days body and fat. Weeks of muscles. Exactly, uh, more than enough to give you your quota for muscles if you see them twice a week. So because they're beating each up potential. Has weeks of muscles. So they're beating up victims. I mean, what? They're bodyguards. No, I, th- I think it's an intimidation factor thing. You know, the the bodybuilders of the world, the the guys with the who look real strong and everything, they're not necessarily the strongest. Uh, if you ever watch those World's Strongest Men competition on like uh, TNT at 
two in the morning, as some people may have. Um, you notice that, like, the guys who are doing that aren't, like, they don't look muscly. They look kind of fat, but they're really strong. And so what I'm trying to say about horses is that it's all about the intimidation. It's about saying, like, ooh, I shouldn't mess with that horse. He looks pretty strong. Because <laughs> otherwise you'd, you'd obviously mess with a horse. Look at cow tipping. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a reason there's no horse tipping. So that's a possibility. Well, okay. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I looked up this article and I found, well, here it says that they're great for crowd control. People like them. I don't know. They just don't seem like very strong reasons to keep a horse. Because apparently the Seattle uh, Mountain Unit, as it's called. Yeah. The Mounties. <laughs> the Mounties. The Seattle Mounties uh, were on the chopping block because, um, like every other city, our budget is under scrutiny. And sure. In this economy? In this economy? Mm. And uh, it was purely donations, like, from organizations in Seattle that are, that's keeping the unit living and breathing. Interesting. Interesting. So you think just people in the Seattle area love horses so much that they must keep them? Yeah, I'm looking at some of the donors, and they're all, like, organizations. Seattle Horse Organization. <laughs> that's show. Um, no, weird organizations, like... Seattle-based logistics and freight and freight company Expeditors International. Oh, sure. That's just an offshoot of the Pony Express, though. <laughs> like, they have a long history with horses. Oh, wait. Seriously? No, I have no idea. Ah, um, uh, Tim, you got my hopes up. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it, what you're saying is exactly right, though. Your hopes were up because you love to live in a world in which we all had a deep-rooted history with horses. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, everyone does, and that is why, that is yeah. why the Seattle Mounted Unit has been saved time and time again, even though they're effectively useless. Are they? It's just, know. it's weird. See, I honestly, I feel bad for the horses because they're pooping all over the place because they're extremely nervous. I mean, I not that horses, horses aren't okay pooping that. all over the place in the first yeah. place. I'm sorry, what'd you say? I think horses are okay with pooping all over the place. Yeah, I, I noticed. <laughs> But what else? But like, I mean, are the horses really spooked? They, I mean, I guess with lots of crowds, horses don't love that. Oh, yeah. I mean, with loud traffic and there's sirens that'll go by. And anyway, like multiple times I've seen a horse because they'll just walk the horse through traffic. Hmm. <laughs> I will see a horse be like freaking out in the street, like trying to go all over the street because it's like, why are there so many cars here? I don't like this. Why am I doing this? I hate this human. <laughs> Where are my oats? You promised me oats. <laughs> we had a talk about this this morning, and it was the one thing I wanted. They, I mean, they have a contract with the horse union. Yeah, another donor to the uh, Save the Royal Seattle Mounted Police thing. <laughs> They're probably royal, right? Um, I don't know. Is, can't we just say, well, the horses are dumb enough to do what we ask them to, so they have to. Is that an acceptable argument? I just, I don't think it's fair to the horses. Is what, that's my argument. So my question to you then is, what do we owe the horses? A job they like doing, I guess? I think I'm owed a job I like doing before the horses get it. Well, you're really hard to please, Tim. <laughs> well, I mean, a horse, a horse's favorite job would just be um, oat tester. <laughs> <I don't even> <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. 
I guess I wouldn't mind oat tester either. I like oats. <laughs> what do you have for breakfast? Maybe in the morning? you should join the horse union. Of course. You know the thing is though, you got to put in like five the years. Horse said the horse. The dues, yeah. Well, of course, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back discussing this very pertinent issue in a moment on the Doom to Fail podcast. <laughs> I'm a Doom to Fail podcast talking about police horses. Okay, Tim. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) I just read another crazy Seattle Mountie Division horse fact. I'm curious how you're reading these so fast. That break was like (laughs) no time. We didn't play our usual like game of risk. (laughs) Yeah, why didn't we play risk this time? Uh, I don't know. I got stuff to do. Okay, I'm playing Zelda's Catan later tonight, and I didn't want you to feel jealous. I'm extremely jealous. And well, now I'm even more it. angry because you lied to me. Hmm. All right, not my best plan. I really should have watched a lot more episodes of Full House where this was the lesson, and clearly <laughs> I missed out. Yep. Oh, Danny Tanner, I've upset you again. Please tell me a horse fact. Okay. So you know how I see how I told you I see the mounted division uh, like twice a week. Uh, uh, Demi weekly, I think we settled on. Demi weekly, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> so apparently, this horse division, which I thought was huge, is seven horses. <laughs> <laughs> so these are the same seven horses I keep seeing around town. Well, you need to, I mean, can you recognize them? Do you feel like you could pick them out? Like, oh, oh there's no. Eddie, there's um, MacGuffin. I might try now. Yeah. Start start looking for identifying marks. I think I will. Then use that to threaten their families. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not Like funny. Uh, um, the Joker. Yeah, exactly like the Joker. You know, you'd be a pretty good Batman villain, I think. I think uh, with the right sort of costume and, and th- motif. Motif. Motif? Motive and motif. Both. You'd look pretty, uh, you'd really nail it. I'm not sure what it would be exactly. That's a huge compliment. Thank you. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. It's interesting you say that because uh, uh, in the Nolan films, I mean, my favorite characters by far. The Nolan films. Excuse me. The Nolan trilogy? What are we referring to? The Nolan (laughs) oeuvre. No, it's fine. That dude got a lot of respect for making Batman movies, is all. I am not arguing with you. I mean, we've talked about my feelings on the Batman films. Mm-hmm. You're, you don't get the buzz. I don't get the buzz. I don't get the hype, which is fine. Yeah. But fine. I did really like, the only characters okay. I did like were the villains. Hmm. Yeah, fair so enough, yeah. I would be pleased to join the Pantheon. Sure. Okay, so they're making a fourth Batman Nolan uh, masterpiece, mm-hmm. and you're going to be the villain. Okay. Who are you? It can be uh, new or not new. Can I be not new, but uh, can we retcon? 
<laughs> so we're we're creating this yeah, character from scratch, but it is uh, not new. Sure. Okay. I'm not the exactly only... composing an email to Christopher Nolan right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, only motif I have coming to mind is Paisley Girl. Paisley Girl. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That sounds With new. the dedication to adding color to this lifeless town of Gotham. Yeah, I get that. It's always nighttime there. It's so dark, and you're oh just... Oh, my God. You dance around with a bucket of magical paint from yeah. the nether dimension or whatever place anyone comes from. Sure. Uh, I'm not dimension. really up on the DC universe. Well, I yeah. mean, that is my hometown originally. So. Nether dimension? Washington? What is the zip code there? Um, I don't know. It's all Greek letters. That's the nether dimension. Woo! <laughs> that must just confuse the hell out of the Postal Service. <laughs> well, it is confusing because sometimes we use the NATO phonetic alphabet to describe it. So, <sighs> mm. Yeah, that is bad. Um, Horses. What do we know about them? Horses. Uh, no, let me let me ask you a question about horses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what what is your relationship with horses? I know some some especially young women, but um, young children sort of get into horses early, and they they like do horse riding and things. I've never been on a horse, um, but have you? Or is this something that you connected with young? I have I have been on a horse. I did um, I did a horse riding camp. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have what I described as like a horse phase where I was obsessed with horses. Uh, I never really understood that, though I did go to horseback right. riding camp. I like have a lot of respect for horses, and uh, I think they're very powerful creatures. They're also quite dangerous, though, so you should be careful around them because they're not very smart and they don't realize how strong they are. Again, they're busted. They're so muscly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess they were too jockey for me to have a phase. Regarding them, jockey. They're kind like, of the jocks pun? of the is this animal a pun? kingdom. I see. So you you prefer a uh, a sloth or um, <laughs> I don't know a Snorlax. A Snorlax. <laughs> some of those, or some or of those animals. That's definitely real. <laughs> <laughs> or an onyx or a. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I never saw saw you as an onyx, but. Um, Are we really making Pokemon references two episodes in a row? That's not a great trend. Oh no! This has all been edited out already. <laughs> Um, huh. So yeah, maybe this 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 has something to do with your perplexedness at why people love horses. But I guess I, I mean I, I I respect horses. I don't have anything against horses. Yeah, I noticed that you use you use the phrases though, like respect, which is yeah. I think it's very weird that we have that in our lexicon. Like we all sort of understand horses are to be respected, even though we don't think the same way about cows. Certainly not chickens. No one even likes them. I mean, they're kind of cute, but. I think it, I don't know, there's a lot of statistics about how many deaths happen, uh, there, how many horse-related deaths there are. Are there? Yeah, are actually, there, there are. What, what horse-related deaths, really? Yeah. Actually, can I tell you something really memorable about this horse riding camp? Yes, of course. Okay, so the woman there, it was like the first day, and she had us all like inside, and, and she was like, all right, I just want you to all to realize that horses are very dangerous animals, and you need mm. to respect them, and you need to be very careful, and like don't walk in their blind spots, and blah, 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 blah. They can't see if you walk here, blah, 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 blah. Because horse riding is the 32nd most dangerous sport. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought you were going to say 30-second most dangerous thing, like 30-second most common cause of death, but sport. All right, quick. Let's knock out the 31 sports that are more dangerous than that. Skydiving. Basketball. Skydiving. Base jumping. Um, surfing. Snowboarding. Hula hooping. Skiing. Football. Uh, rugby. Hula hooping. Uh, that game where they tape you to an office chair and roll you down a hill? Absolutely. Human bowling. Um, the cheese running the game. The cheese race, yes. <laughs> the cheese race. Knife games. Um, Russian <laughs> roulette. Um, murder ball. Thunderball. Welcome to Thunderdome. Mad Max. <laughs> um, Mad Men. Mad Men, absolutely. You're going to die from alcoholism. <laughs> Cirrhosis of the liver is is a sad side effect of Mad Men the sport. <laughs> um... What what else? Falling in holes, um, drowning, swimming, but also drowning. Um, table tennis with landmines. Table tennis uh, and uh, uh, hide the dynamite in your mouth. Those, <laughs> those are all the sports. <laughs> we did it. And then horseback riding. And horseback riding comes after that. In that order. Yeah. that's the. I can't believe how safe hide the dynamite in your mouth is when you get down to it. <laughs> well, your the trick is really these wet, a long so. fuse. A long fuse. <laughs> Thirties! Wow, that's such a. I, I guess it's beca- it's it's only, it's that safe because people have respect for horses. Yeah. Also, what kind of list would go down to like? And here's the thirty second favorite most dangerous sport. Here's the thirty third most dangerous sport. You know, I, I'm intrigued by people whose lives is compiling lists like this. Like, let's just let's dig up the data. Nate Silver. I mean, as per your other podcast, it seems like you're intrigued by most other people's lives, like by everyone's life but your own. Yeah, well, mostly I just hang around being intrigued by people's lives, which isn't that interesting when you get down to it. Uh, but really, no, that seems interesting. Tell me more about that. Oh, well, so I got into it based on um, quitting another job and looking for something to do. And uh, here we are. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what everyone else tells me when I interview them. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a pretty good stepping stone to something bigger i think i think yeah it's gonna go places mm-hmm. i applaud i applaud everybody for th- their job being a good yeah a good stepping stone to something else i like that i like I, I like the way that uh the, the natural optimism of the human mind it feels very american though yeah i suppose so yeah yeah Should maybe uh, some canadians <laughs> oh but how do you meet a canadian in this day and age no. You know what? But They're like unicorns. Maybe you, maybe you can get me some context to the Royal Seattle Mounted Police. I'm sure there's some crossover. Same queen, right? Oh my right? god, you should totally interview a Mountie. I should. All right. I'm going to go get on that. And we'll be right back on the Doom to Fail podcast. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> that was perfect. I got 20 minutes. Yeah, me too. If you can get me in touch with a Seattle mounted policeman, I would definitely interview them. <laughs> if I if I meet one, <laughs> yeah, well, they're I mean, very. You see them uh, so much. They don't really. I don't know what the policy is on talking to a mounted police person. It does feel like on a bus how you're not supposed to talk to someone, you know, unless the bus is stopped. You can't talk to the bus driver. It feels like that, doesn't it? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it does. No, yeah. I don't know. I I mean, I see people talking to bus drivers all the time. Yeah, and the bus drivers really seem to hate it. Oh, well, never mind. In Seattle, I'm sure they don't. In San Francisco, they hate everything. 
Mm. I think, yeah, you get to a certain size in a city and your bus drivers hate everything. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, oh, there's so much wrong with the muni system. Yeah. It's actually, it's, it's crazy refreshing to take a bus in the Northwest because you get on, they just go, hi. And you're like, <gasps> hang on. <laughs> a person. Ah. <laughs> podcast talking about police horses maintaining the law through 14th century means how effective do you think police horses are uh, at their job you know i think that okay so they, this article is describing how they were used for uh, an anarchist an anarchism or not parade or anti-police protest yeah some i think sort they call it a parade crazy person thing yeah. Anyway, the type of people who would go to this. <laughs> but uh, I think there is an anarchism parade. Like a legitimate anarchism parade. I can see that. I, there's, no, there's no real reason why that yeah. can't be a thing. It just feels weird, but of course it's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Oh my god, you know what's amazing? What's that? <laughs> the, uh, the CEO... Of the uh, Expeditors International organization, mm-hmm. his name that is Pete Rose. Oh, who bet on baseball? Yeah. Yeah, he really shouldn't have done that. But at <laughs> least it led to that. him. Yeah, I don't think it's the same guy. Just to clarify, that might have been. Could have been. I think. I think probably all uh, all people with the same name are the same, at least in spirit. I'm glad. Lucky I'm you. I don't think there's Cogart. a lot of Catherine Cogarts. Yeah. Do you do much googling of your name? Uh, yeah, don't you? Uh, here and there, certainly. Yes. Especially in in the hunt for uh, domain names that are available. I've discovered mm-hmm. many Tim Dobbses. Hmm. Who has TimDobbs.tv? Just curious. Oh, I'm not sure. Let me check. Carry the show, Catherine. I'm, I'm typing. Okay. Uh, so the CEO's name of this organization is Pete Rose, which I think is funny. And, uh... Apparently, it's not really a big thing on the police budget, so the whole, like, cost of the mounted unit. It's, like, a couple hundred thousand dollars, which isn't too much. That's probably not much for the the total uh, Seattle PD budget. Yeah. Oh, the anarchism thing that I was talking about. Sorry. Go ahead, Tim. Oh, right. You were talking. Um... No, so so the the Royal Seattle Mounted Police Department is, uh... (laughs) The royal is very appropriate in their name that I've given them because they are they are much like the royal family in England in that they they don't really cost the state that much and it's a nice figurehead and people like to look to it. I mean, it's like seven people. And when one of the horses has a baby, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Tell me about the anarchy parade. Probably, I mean, after retirement. How long do horses work? How long do police horses work? We have to know. Like hours a day or? Both. I want, I want hours per day because I want to know what the horses union has demanded. Okay. Um, and then I also want to know how many years an average uh, horse works before it retires and becomes goes out to stud as a police horse. Huh. I, you know, I don't know on either of those things. You'll have to get in touch with the mounted unit. Hmm. Average. No one has TimDobbs.tv, by the way. Oh, bummer. TimDobbs.com is a UK photographer. And TimDobbs.org is me. Are you an organization? Yes. Yes, I am. Nice. I mean, I'm not a profit. So, uh, this, anti- that this anarchism no rally. That's true. Uh-huh. That's true. Anarchism. At the anarchism rally that I'm sure was also not making a profit. No, it wasn't making a profit. It was about not making a profit. That was the whole point. But anyway, this uh, article describes how effective the police horses were at that particular event. Because the people, I mean, honestly, the people who are going to anarchism events probably also have a lot of respect for horses. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. And and, I mean, I think they are scarier than, say, a, uh, a motorcycle or something. Because motorcycles are predictable. They're cold mechanical machines calculating. I know those motorcycles are up to something. (laughs) <laughs> but but horses are are you never quite know what they're gonna do. They might get spooked at any moment by That's a firecracker true. or a broken piece of plate plate glass or car backfiring because Eddie Murphy stuck a banana into the tailpipe. It's a lot to worry about. <laughs> Why was oh, it Eddie me, Murphy? Tell me you've seen Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, okay. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, like most of us. It's it's yeah. not on the usual Netflix rotation, that's for sure. No, it isn't. Not like Xena Warrior Princesses. Yeah, but don't you feel like if you were up close with a policeman on a motorcycle versus up close with a policeman on a horse, you'd be like way more backed off about the horse? Yeah, you're probably right there. Yeah, because I feel like I would be looking at the, you know, in, in the case where I'm like, for some reason going mano a mano on a, on a cop. Um, which seems <laughs> unlikely, but pretty unlikely. Were it to happen, I've got my scimitar out and <laughs> the policeman on his motorcycle, and we're sort of staring at each other. And I, I bet I, I feel like I could look in his eyes and be like, "You wouldn't." But with the horse, I'd be like, "You wouldn't." And then I look at the horse and be like, "But you might." And then <laughs> <laughs> run away with your hands raised above your head, flailing you know, madly, like one of those things outside of a used car sales lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, because you are one of those guys. That's Except right, we've established that. Hand. Yep, going way back. I don't know, so I think I'm pro I'm pro the mounted unit. I think it does make people feel good, and um, it probably is good at crowd control. And also, it's nice for the horses to get some exercise. That's true. Not that I think they would just be locked up otherwise. They don't, like, put them in jail, but... <laughs> the horses? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. Seems unlikely. Seems but really it's, unlikely. It's, it's nice that we get to work with nature. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right there. Mm-hmm. We, we've, we've allowed one small bit of biology to stay in, inside of our society. Yeah. Hey, Tim. Hey. Do we ever do episode follow-up? Do we have a policy on that? Because um, I have some follow-up on an episode. 
we do have some remaining time. So That's what I was that, thinking. That, that is a great time to button up police horses and uh, move on to our new segment, episode follow-up. <laughs> Catherine, I understand you brought some follow-up. Yeah, I have some follow-up information. Please Do you remember me. when we did stock photos? Yes. And I presented for the court a particular stock photo that I found particularly egregious. It was crummy, certainly. It was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So I have some news. Please tell me. Uh, my, uh, my someone significant, Grant, uh, works for GE. And yes. uh, he has seen many pictures of those three people in different positions doing different things <laughs> in, like, training videos and what have you. Oh, that's excellent. I'm glad those guys <laughs> got to, like, spend the day together. <laughs> I hope they're friends now. I hope they still hang out. Maybe. You never know. I got the sense talking to uh, our special guest on that episode, Kevin Lee, um, that it was, like, he seemed to basically not understand, like, the experience, as he described it, was, I showed up, and uh, they told me to do things, and then they gave me a check. Like, they tell the models, like, zero about it, and basically keep you in a closet until you're, like, told to just, like, hold this pizza box. What? Why? Just do it. (laughs) Huh. That's kind of how I imagine the... uh the human slavery uh, trade goes. Yeah, something like that. There are unsettling parallels between... Except um, maybe like another person's penis instead of a pizza box. Oh, you meant sex trafficking. That's worse. Yeah, sex trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, surprisingly, you picked something worse than human slavery. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I did, didn't I? This might be a fine time to uh, segue into our project for the week. Which I'm hoping we can just draw a blank on and then come up with something. Uh, my project for the week is to talk to one of the mounted policemen. Okay. And I will try to make a convincing horse sound outside of a friend's window. That's when I threw a Molotov cocktail out my window. Oh, man. You anarchists, (laughs) you are going to get see the horse's wrath. (laughs) So, until we can get those projects done, uh, we'll see you next week on the Doom to Fail podcast. And that's Catherine Kogan over there. Tim Dobbs over here. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.